Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. Today I have a very special guest and a very different podcast because we're going to get into talking more about our environment. So, I have Deshay Peacock with me, and we are going to get talking about the changes you can make, and it's all it's all doable. You don't have to go out and do anything really different. You don't have to take anything, and this is kind of the fun stuff of making life changes, so I hope that you'll hang with me as I bring her on. All right, here's my buddy, Deshay Peacock. She is an author, a speaker, a retreat leader, and a lifestyle design coach. She's helped hundreds of people find what she calls their sweet spot. That's a self-defined place of success and beauty. Her first book was Create the Style You Crave on a Budget You Can Afford. It was listed in the Huffington Post as the book to give your girlfriend and sold out in less than 20 days. It is now in its second printing. She's an avid seeker of beauty and culture. She's explored the bazaars of Africa, the Middle East, Europe, and Central America. She slept in $2 hostels in Guatemala and boarded million-dollar yachts in the Mediterranean, all while gathering inspiration that feeds her own unique personal style. She she, uh, holds a master's degree from the School for International Training as a certified global career development facilitator and has held workshops and retreats across the globe. She's been quoted in the Huffington Post, Yahoo Newsroom, Career Rookie, U.S. News, Money, and has made radio and TV appearances across the nation. And I am proud to say that I have worked with Deshay, and she is amazing. If you want to make some shifts and you are looking for easy environmental ways to do it, stay tuned because we're going to cover that today. Deshay, thank you for coming on with me today. How are you? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to be with you, Gina. Thanks. I want you to um, give my listeners a little preview of what you do and and how this can help them. These are people who are trying to may have more calm in their life, maybe make their lives a, a little more predictable and easeful. What do you have to say to them today? 
Well, you know, Gina, I'm going to come from a little bit different perspective here today. And it's that I've been thinking about, you know, what the sweet spot is, you know, and it's Mm. self-defined, but I really do believe that um, we all have this innate desire to creatively express who we are. Yeah. You know, we have this desire. And I think sometimes what happens when we don't express that desire, when we don't express who we are in some capacity, whether that's through work or your home or your personal style or through your art or there's many different ways to express who you are. Right. But when you don't, that actually can cause a lot of problems. It can cause depression. It can cause resentfulness. It can cause anxiety and it can cause nervousness. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, what I focus is on, what I focus on is the environment and your home and making that a peaceful, beautiful place. But you can also really start to express who you are through that. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of these two different ideas of expressing who you are in general in your life and how that can just make you a happier person. And also, you know, consciously creating an environment that will support you to feel more joy, more ease and more of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I love that because we see that over and over. Even in the Facebook group, there's a lot of conversation that goes on about what people do to express themselves creatively, right? And that ends up really being helpful. A lot of that gets put on the back burner when people aren't feeling well. Yeah. But what if it could actually help you be a tool to make you feel better? Absolutely. I'm hoping they're listening because this is really important. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, yeah. So give us some ideas of ways that they could get started or um, when you're working with your clients, where do you begin to, to bring out that creativity in your life, in your home? Well, it's a very individual process. And the first question I ask is, you know, how do you want to feel? Because I don't, I am not a dictator of style. I'm not a dictator of your life. We have enough of that in our, in society of, you know, society telling us what we need to do, culture telling us what, how we need to be. Mm-hmm. And so the first question. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
um, well, core desired feelings, mm. right? So how is it that you want to feel? And then from there, you know, crafting an intention around how you want to feel and then taking inspired action steps towards that. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. So in the context of your home or your environment, um, I'll just give you an example of my husband. So we were talking about this podcast on the, on the way home from dinner tonight. And, um, I told him what it was about and I was like, do you have any input? And then he was like, well, I think, you know, you've lived with me for you know, 15 <laughs> years. And I think, you know, how I am about the house. And, um, and it's true that, you know, my husband, if he, he likes things a certain way and he, you know, he's a teacher, so he's busy all day. He's managing a classroom of sixth graders. And to be honest, he does have a little bit of OCD. And I asked him if it was okay if I said that. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's okay. So, you know, he, he likes things to be in its place at home. He mm -hmm. likes, you know, for there not to be dishes and he likes for there not to be clutter. And, um, and that makes him feel orderly. Right. It makes him feel a little bit more in control of his environment. And so that's really important to him. But, you know, that's important to me, too. But I think even more important um, for me is that I'm surrounded by beauty. And, yes. you know, beauty is also subjective. You know, for you, beauty might be um, clean white walls and a white modern space. And for me, that might feel cold. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I'm, I have warm walls and dark woodwork, and that feels cozy. For some, that might feel claustrophobic. Who knows? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's really just asking yourself what. What do, how do I want to feel and how can I create that in my environment? And then just taking cues um, from noticing what you're drawn to, you know, when you walk into different spaces. We're in lots of different spaces all the time. You know, we, we walk into malls or we go into a nursing home or a hospital or to a garden or to a friend's house. And all of those have different energies and bring forth different emotions. So if you just simply start to pay attention to where you feel good. Right. And then try to bring a little element of that into your own house. Beautiful. What a great idea. Just noticing. And that brings the mindful piece in, which is what we work on week after week. Noticing where we are and what we feel about where we are. Like, does it make us feel uplifted or does it make, it feel, make us feel... Uh, like we're losing energy and taking those bits and pieces that make us feel good or happier or lighter and bringing those into our own space. Exactly. And that is, um, I hope that they're paying attention because <laughs> this is mindfulness. You know, this is, we often talk about uh, formal and informal practices uh, of meditation and mindfulness. And this is a beautiful informal practice to create a home that is adding to your health and your healing and your clearing of your stress and anxiety rather than adding to it. And we don't even know sometimes that we're adding to it. Have you seen that with clients where they, mm. where they had things in their home they really didn't like? Oh my gosh. Yes. I went on book tour last summer and I, and I met up with just a lot of people. Um, and I talked to them and I asked them what their number one problem was in their home of, you know, creating a beautiful sweet spot. And over and over and over and over again, the thing that came up the most was never, I don't have enough. It was always 
clutter. It was always too much. It was always, I don't have enough space and things are all smushed together and I can't find my keys and I can't find my paperwork. And, you know, it was all about having too much. And that just, you know, it just says so much. It, you know, to me, having too much in your home is just a symbol. It's a symbol of trying to fulfill something in your life that's missing and trying to, you know, feel better about it by accumulating materialistic things right. or holding on to materialistic things that maybe once made you feel good. Um, and so, you know, I had lots of conversations around why, you know, why is it so hard to let go of these things? And there's deep attachment to yeah. an emotional attachment to things. And sometimes it's just simply not, you're just not aware of it. Things just, you know, we get a lot of gifts we get a lot of gifts for Christmas, for birthdays, and we, some people tend to feel like, oh, well, this was given to me, and out of respect of that person, I should keep it. Um, but my perspective is, you know, I like the KonMari method. I don't know. This is yeah. a great resource. Yes, for your readers, it's um, The Magic Art of Tidying Up by KonMari. Yeah, that's a great book to say. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good one. And so I tend to, you know, use her methodology of, you know, thinking about your items through categories, you know, so starting with, you know, maybe your clothes or your books and you take everything out and then you, you hold it and you ask, does this give me joy? So it's not, you know, how would my mother-in-law feel if she came and didn't see this item in my house? Because that's something different. So it's, does this give me joy? And if it does, then you keep it. And if it doesn't, then you give it away. This is a great practice, just being with your items and asking, does this bring me joy? That's a mindful practice. That is being in the moment, right? Because we're with the item. We're not thinking about the future and how will Auntie feel if she shows up and it's not there. And we're not thinking about the past uh, of, you know, attaching to the past that, you know, I need to hold this forever and remembering the memories of the field days that you got this piece of plastic thing. It's really about being in the moment and does this bring me joy? I love that. Yeah. And does this bring me joy now? Now. And, you know, right now, you know, do I do it? Maybe it was some um, memento you picked up a long time ago, but maybe, you know, that memento was during a trip of your honeymoon and now you're divorced and you know for 20 years it was a good sign and now it just reminds you if you think about it of your divorce you know it's like that's okay to let that go too yes and that it is okay to let things go definitely and you know I like to say that your environment is sort of, it sort of mimics who you are, right? And so it's like if you're feeling a lot of clutter in your life, if you're feeling a lot of clutter in your mind, which, you know, that's very anxiety producing if you have a lot of clutter in your mind. Like Mm -hmm. I call it brain fog, too many thoughts just recycling themselves. Look around you and see if there's a lot of clutter in your space. And by decluttering your space, you're actually decluttering your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a great process of, of, of physical movement of things to help us clear our minds. It's a fabulous way to be in touch with who we are. And then, so, so we get the clutter out. That can take a time. It can take some time though, right? Are, are you thinking this happens quickly or? Well, it, de- it definitely does take time and you mm-hmm. kind of need to actually, what you need to do is 
as soon as like even right now, grab your calendar. If you're inspired by listening to this and you're like, yeah, I want to do that. Get your calendar out right now and block off some time, block off two hours during this week and just start. So start small. And, you know, if, if you have time to read the Marie method that she walks it, she'll walk you through the whole process. But basically, in a nutshell, it's just pick a category. So maybe it's your clothes or maybe it's your books or maybe it's um, knickknacks, mm-hmm. you know, or, or pi- pictures. I wouldn't start with pictures because pictures can like actually drag out forever and you you need this some kind of category at first where you feel like you're making progress Mm -hmm. because pictures you can look and analyze and that can end up taking a long time and then if it takes too long then what happens is you'll never move on to the next category oh absolutely i know you could be stuck with pictures for two years yeah and you don't want that no yeah so i started with my clothes and then i went uh, my daughter and i did it together and we did her clothes, and then I asked my husband to do his clothes. And now this is a question that I come uh, that I get a lot too is like, well, that's that's nice. I'm interested in decluttering, but my partner isn't. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? And so I kind of explained the method to him, and I told him that there was an order. So you're supposed to go through your clothes and then your books. And I was ready to get to the books, but I felt like I couldn't move on until he went through his clothes. Oh, interesting. And so he said he was going to, and then he said he was going to, and then he never did. And then one day um, I realized that was sort of a pattern in our communication that I would ask for something and he would say he was going to, and then he went. And then it was, that was interesting, you know, that this process led us to this. It was an example of something else that happened in our relationship. Oh, yeah. And so when he stopped and listened to me and actually went up into his room and did it, I was so grateful because I was like, thank you, because you did what you said you were going to do. So it was more than just the clothes. It was more of like, thanks for doing what you said you were going to do, even though I had to <laughs> control because actually the right before I didn't tell the whole story there, I actually went to his room and pulled everything out for him because I was so irritated. <laughs> I pulled everything out. But, you know, what was interesting is that once he went up there and made the decision to do it, we cataloged it. And I said, guess how many T-shirts you have? And he was like, I don't know. I said, just guess. And he was like, 30? And I was like, 87. <gasps> Get out of here. T-shirts. How oh many How many dress shirts? 56. <gasps> This is and it wild. Wasn't, and it went on like that, you know, because we have, we have like a pretty good sized house, you know, and we have a big, big closets. And I think he just didn't even realize he had so many clothes and he went through every single thing. And then later on, what happened was he got inspired and we had had it on our list to declutter the basement for like probably four years, Gina. Oh, and boy. He, he wrote it in the calendar and he said, you know what, I'm going to, I know how to do this now. I'm going to do it with the basement during um, summer break. Cause he's a teacher and, and he did, and he did it. And it was like, Oh, thank, thank you so much. And he, it really benefited him too, because when he goes down in the basement, that's where his bike is and his gear is and stuff. And I said, how does it feel for you to walk in the basement now that everything is so you know, put together and organized and all that stuff is out and it's just easy to find stuff. How do you feel? And he was like, it just feels like a breath of fresh air. Like it just oh, feels like yeah. this big open space. And we could all use a breath of fresh air and we can do this for ourselves. Yeah. And it's free. Yes. You know, it just takes time. 
That's right. all it takes. It really just, it's, it's free, but it does take time and it does take, you know, an effort and, and really it just takes marking it down in your calendar when you're going to do it and, and do it in small blocks. Like 45 minutes is a great amount of time to, to do something like that. Yeah. And I guess I would, um, I would spur my people on here to use that as part of your informal meditation time, really, because you're going to be very focused. You're going to be mindful and you're going to be in the now. That's the beauty of this is, is you're relating with each item in the now. So, um, it's like, it's like double duty. You get your house cleaned out and you get mental relief and healing the more we are in the now, the more our minds can rest and heal. So I am loving this. Did your daughter have anything to say about this process? Yeah, because I was sort of, you know, interviewing them on their ideas about this for uh, to help me think about what I wanted to say. And I asked my daughter and I said, how how does it feel? Um, how does your room feel to you? And she was like, well, sometimes there's just too much stuff. Mm. And I said, and how does that make you feel? And she said, it makes me feel like there's clutter. Well, of course, she's heard me say the word clutter. So mm -hmm. I was trying to really get to the root of it. So I was like, well, how does the clutter make you feel? And she said, it just makes me feel uneasy. Oh, interesting. And then she said, I don't like it when there's stuff on my bed. And I don't like it when there's crumbs in my sheets. And it makes me feel uncomfortable because <laughs> I often let it, like I often bring her breakfast in bed. That's an old tradition from when I was a kid. So mm -hmm. and my husband just thinks that's terrible. So he was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So you like it when there's crumbs in your bed. So what do you do about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, we, we, um, I have taught her like we, every season we go through her clothes and we take all the clothes that she doesn't wear and we take them to the thrift store. First, we take them to a consignment store and she gets to pick what she doesn't like or what doesn't fit or what she's not going to wear. And she takes it and then, um, she gets the money for it. And That's so she a gets great to plan. That money. So that really encourages her to not hold on. So she doesn't, she doesn't want to hold on because she wants to get that money. And then, um, yeah, she's pretty good about going through stuff and giving stuff away to other people. And, and of course, she still has a lot of stuff. You know, it's like you kind of have to do it with kids all the time because they're constantly accruing um, stuff. But, you know, I noticed that when she has too many clothes, it's often very difficult for her. She'll say, I don't have anything to wear. And that's yeah. just not true. She has more clothes than, you know, than I do. She has a lot. So it, what I've noticed is she feels like she doesn't have anything to wear when she can't see the good stuff because of all the other stuff that's there. Yeah. And isn't that true in our entire life? I yes. love that we just we can just use our home as our metaphor for our mind. And when we we can't even think of what we're grateful for because we have too much. It's just too much. It's overwhelming. We can't even see the forest for the trees. So, um, and it took a nine-year-old to help us see this, right? <laughs> yeah. I am loving that. Oh my goodness. Now, have you, um, how about yourself personally? Have you, um, noticed big changes when you have, uh, I'm sure that because this is your life and you have used, um, these techniques in your home in other people's businesses and has this helped you in your business life also have you been able to by being clear of what you have and what you uh, can clear out does it help you in your business life too 
Oh my gosh. In so many ways, you know, it, it started when um, I started taking this online business course and I was trying to figure out what my business was to begin with. This was mm-hmm. a couple of years ago when I first started. I didn't know the name of my business. I didn't know exactly what it was. I had lots of ideas and I was listening to this online program and I was just like, I don't know. And um, one day I went into my little office and there was this giant bookshelf full of inspiration, quote unquote, materials, you know, mm-hmm. so there were magazines and articles I'd clipped out and lots of books and business books and personal development books and knickknacks and art, just so much stuff. And what happened was the the bookshelf started to lean in one direction. Wow. And that was sort of the last room I hadn't redone. So there was this ugly wallpaper in there. It was kind of a dark room and this very ugly uh, office grade blue carpet which is pretty hideous. And so, you know, I had wanted to redo this office for a long time. And then I noticed that bookshelf when I told my husband, you know, we really need to do something about that. And then, of course, we didn't. And then one day I heard this huge kabang and the bookshelf literally exploded. And, you know, all that stuff just flew across my office and the whole office was covered in the stuff. And I just stood there. And I, it hit me so clearly of like every single thing that's on the shelf is just representative of all the ideas I have in my head. And that's just, there's too many, it's too much. And I took everything out of the office and I ripped up the carpet with my hands. Like I got on my hands and knees, I ripped up the carpet Mm -hmm. and the nails, I ripped off the wallpaper and I painted that room white. Yeah, because white brings clarity, you know, white is innocent and white is new and fresh and clean. And I and I painted it white. It's the only room in my house that's white. And during that process, I came up with my business. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I came up with Sweet Spot Style. I figured out my business model. And as I was doing that work, I just got a lot of clarity. So, yeah, it really affected my business. Absolutely. It sort of gave birth to your business. I mean, Obviously, the ideas were already there, and the work was probably already there, but the the name, you were able to go forward when you had a name. I am amazed at how much our environment and our clutter can affect um, our inability to see clearly, to think clearly, or to feel what we're actually feeling. Yeah, and it was just kind of like this eye-opening moment where I was like, you know, all the stuff I've co- I've been collecting for inspiration is no longer inspirational because there's just because there's too much of it and I I I couldn't see the forest for the trees because there was just too many ideas. So once I started to narrow down what was really important and then I could see it, you know, mm-hmm. that that was a clue because it happened when I went through all of my books too and all of the books and all the categories of all the things that I had and what was left of the things that really gave me joy were a bunch of home decor books and some personal development and business books. So it was like, okay, that's pretty clear. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm focused on in my business right now. And yeah, that's what I'm interested in. That's what I'm still curious about. That's still what gives me joy. Yes. Yes, and it's quite apparent by uh, how well your business is doing, and I understand you are even writing a second book. Is this true? 
That's true. And the second book is going to be on creative workspaces and how your environment can either give you energy for, you know, expressing who you are and your creative um, self or or not. So it's, it's pretty much exactly what we're talking about. Oh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited that um, that's a new piece that you're doing in the workplace because a lot of people report to me that, it, it's work where they feel they are um, most anxious and they're most stressed. Um, so I'm, I'll be curious to see what, what we can do in our work environment, too. Will you come back and talk to us when that book is done? Oh, I would be more than happy to do that, Gina. I would love that. And I know that my listeners would, too. Um, I hope that you all are listening carefully because we can make small changes each day by just staying in the moment, staying focused on what we're actually doing and how that doing makes us feel. And so if we keep leaning more toward what feels good, what feels uplifting, that we're well on our way and we can clear this anxiety and panic for good. So until I meet you all again, let's all say aloha to Deshay Peacock. She'll be back when her second book comes out. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.